0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takeoutrecess.com slash MAFS.
1: Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com altercallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Hi, I'm Tane. and I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hello, hello. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I kind of feel like a blo- a broke. I said a bloken. a broken record. Like by the time we record every week, I'm just exhausted from everything from the week. Work just seems like. A lot of things in- needed. I want to be a kept woman. I want to be a housewife. I'm, I'm ta- Never. <laughs> Go marry Jose then. On- <laughs> I'm ta- Girl, we're going to get into that. Because half the time I'm looking at Rachel like, uh, take it! <laughs> um,
1: As you know I, know, I landed at Houston last night. And even though we're all like wearing masks, I got off the plane and I was just looking. Like, what if I can see somebody from the show here? And that's Ah. what I'll be doing for the whole time I'm here. Just looking around.
0: Seeing if I can spot someone. Ah, Good luck in your hunt. (laughs) I'm not going to find anything. I think you'd have a higher chance (laughs) if they were still filming. But I remember people, like, taking pictures of Amani and Woody just out. So that's what I
1: was looking for. I'm like,
0: I'm not going to find them, though. New Orleans is smaller.
1: (laughs) It's like... Less than a million versus four million. Please no one yell at me because I don't actually know how many people live in New Orleans. I'm sure I got the number wrong. <laughs> but anyway, what's going on on social media?
0: Um, What is going on? So our beloved Jamie, she mentioned that she was getting a COVID test because she's going out to film unfiltered. And it made me wonder, because I thought they were done filming everything, like they did like one long shot, but if she's still filming, I just wondered about the schedule and how they film it.
1: My best guess is after decision day, whether that's like within a few weeks or within like a month or whatever, they do like a set and then they do maybe one or two more sets but I feel like, okay, there's like 20 episodes in a season. I would not be surprised if they do like a couple days and do like five to 10 unfiltereds. Mm. Just based on outfits alone, to be honest. <laughs> and the other thing is the first unfiltered, you can tell that they haven't gotten the public reaction yet. But the further you get in the season is when... You know the show has started airing because that's when they start defending themselves from things that people said on social media.
0: Ah, I see. But I mean, you like you said before, right? The preferred social media for these maps people is um Reddit, isn't it?
1: Do you think that's I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if it's
0: the preferred. Well, not preferred, but they're active, I guess. Oh, what okay. I mean
1: yeah yeah some of the, yeah okay so they get into it on reddit more i think than yeah others. yeah
0: because their instagrams
1: are always private until decision day yeah and i don't I'm know always- any other forms of social media what facebook <laughs> mm-hmm. twitter
0: yeah you'd be surprised but anyways yeah so um still on uh, jamie i think last week i told you guys how Jamie posted a picture of her and Doug just getting out of couples cancelling and crying, red-eyed, red-cheeked, and all that stuff. They went even further. They were all over the media. And when I say media, I mean, like, People Magazine, E! News, E! Online. Everyone was talking about Jamie Otis, maths, you know, fighting to keep her marriage and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. This, I, now, as always, I mean, I always wonder what is real, what is PR, but this was just everywhere. And then I found out that Doug, Doug also made a post saying, you know, the struggles they're going through, his families, his everything. Jamie also did a thank you post saying, like, you know, she grew up not wanting to be her mom and she created standards for herself. But these standards and fears protected her from wrong relationships, but also sucked out the joy and spontaneity in her life. And it's just been a whole thing and I'm in all is all I can say
1: go away is all I can say
0: um <laughs> just to be clear not to you to Jamie and Doug <laughs> <laughs> I know I mean again I wish them the best I don't want anyone to separate but it's just so hard not to think like this is just not the right way to go about it but anyways um Amelia has been posting a little more But um, she's been posting her story. She posted a story by herself. And then I saw recently she posted with a group of friends. But all that to say, she hasn't posted anything with Bennett. Those are people who are not looking for people money or people attention. (laughs) At all. Um, This is just an aside because we're both readers and we like to read. And, you know, Clara is a reader and she actually posts books often and every now and then she asked people for book recommendations which i think is pretty cool like i just really like clara i just think she'd be cool to hang out with
1: it just makes me sad because ryan was a reader too and i'm sure they had that in common I'm not over it yet
0: yeah <laughs> um aj and steph i'm just commending them really because they really have kept up with their wednesday date nights they have date nights every week and they have, like, a schedule for, like, mani-pedis, so they posted a picture this week, so that made me remember, and I was like, good for them. They're just really in their own child-free bubble, living their best life. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of our are have been posting about everything going on with Afghanistan, namely Brianna and virginia i'm sure there was a couple more but i probably missed it and i didn't want to post if i wasn't sure my memory failed me but i know for sure brianna and virginia um posted about it um you guys know i always keep track of what maths xers are hawking on the ig streets and this week i think i'm just um amazed at what iris has done because i think we've mentioned before how the, if you stay or if you have a child, like if you stay married or if you have a child, the more successful you be. So if you're single, it's harder. So Iris this week was hawking um, that daily ha- harvest. I don't know if you know about it. The frozen smoothies. Mhm. Yeah. So this week, that's what she was hawking. And the last thing is a couple of photos of Gil have been floating around the interwebs and he looks like a completely different person. He was like in a, what's it called? A bodybuilding type competition yeah but he's actually he's actually skinnier than he is yeah he's also more ripped but either way both versions still not doing it for me and i know and i understand guys don't come at me that a lot of people find Gil attractive and i can see it again i've just said he doesn't do it for me but it was I don't know, it looked like two different people, but it looked like Gil at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> sure, and if you'll notice when he was doing his bodybuilding, we got his full name, which appears to be Gilmar. I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly. Can you but spell it? J-I-L-M-A-R. And I was like, that sounds like a much better name than Gil, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. Much sexier.
0: <laughs> ah, that's interesting. But, yeah, that's all I got on social media.
1: Yay, good for this week. So we'll slide right into this week's couples. What did you think about
0: this episode? Um, I quite liked it. It was um a very guilt and Merla heavy episode, so I don't know. they don't and they're not people that make me feel good one hundred percent. but um, it it was a roller coaster. Yeah, that's one word I used to describe it. I was up and down and up and down cheesing in what moment and I'm like oh my god what is happening right now but overall I think it was okay a solid B B plus okay
1: I'd give it that I'd give it that um we're gonna start with Michaela and Zach which the situation with them reminds us why we now have five couples in a season because you you have to get insurance in case things go wrong. Yeah so we start with the two of them telling us again that Zach doesn't feel good. He doesn't feel well. And then they tell us that Zach is positive and Michaela is negative. And they appear to be in the same room a few feet apart. (laughs) (laughs) And and Michaela is, I don't want to say complaining, but she's, you know, lamenting her circumstances, which is, I bought new clothes. I was ready to get all sexy. I was ready to look nice. I was ready to vacation. And instead, we don't get to do any of that. Zach is more here on the the, pra- the practical, and he's like, I just want you to stay away from me so you don't get sick too. And that's when we hear Michaela with her. I didn't come here to be single
0: and be alone. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, are, are they splicing stuff? Am I hearing wrong? Or is she blaming him? It was very confusing what her annoyance was exactly. I don't think she knew herself.
1: I could not believe that she was like, let me hang out in the same room with you after you've had a positive co- What are you doing? And he well, is the grown-up who's like, if I have the COVID, it's best if we're apart so you don't get it too. I wonder if any of the crew got COVID too.
0: I mean, he did mention he was exposed to someone.
1: Yeah, but now he's the someone. So they were exposed to him. So they do like selfie cam where they talk to a producer or us or whatever. And they mention how they've decided to. I don't want to use the word separate, but she's (laughs) going to go back to Houston. He's going to stay here and quarantine, I guess, at the resort. I did not agree with this decision because Michaela is a person who has been exposed to someone who has had a positive COVID
0: test. She should be quarantining, too. It just didn't make any sense, Aid. And then, besides the fact, even if she was quarantined and then you test her or whatever, I don't know. Why take her away from the sun? Like, I mean, because she was negative, I don't. Is it, would it be too risky for her to still hang out with the couples just without Zach because she's negative? I love how someone made a
1: calculation that it was too risky for her to just hang out on her honeymoon by herself with the other couples, but it's not too risky to put her on a plane with like 200 other people or whatever.
0: Yeah, because she'll be in the outdoors and she'll be out there so, sitting separated six feet from them. I don't know.
1: On on a COVID level, it made no sense and was honestly putting other people at risk for no good reason that I could see. And yeah. then on the whole like premise of the show level, it made no sense. They could have just literally talk through a, a door or whatever. You yeah. know, like, there's ways to do it. It wouldn't have probably made for great television, but it could have been an opportunity to build their relationship.
0: Yeah, she'd wear a mask or a double mask, and then you'd be... Fo- I don't know. I don't know. It was just a weird, weird thing. But, yeah, I was just bummed. I don't know. I just don't like the dynamic messed with. You don't know what it would have added to it, you know?
1: So they both end up talking to us, the audience, about, you know, they're both not really digging the situation. Zach says, you know, I only knew her for a little while, but I miss her. So, yeah, that was their episode.
0: We move on to Rachel and Jose. Um, Jose reiterates that waking up next to Rachel is euphoric. Those are his words. And, you know, it's so nice because they know each other so well. hmm <laughs> And then Rachel says that they found out how similar they are in the last four days and but they need to start finding out what their differences are. So Jose comes up with how she likes black coffee but he likes creamer. See how I said that in one line? Jose said that in like <laughs> 500 run-on sentences. I'm just like waving his arms, talking about stuff. I'm like, "Jose, it's bring coffee." It back. <laughs> bring it back but I'm pretty sure that that's not the kind of differences she meant she, she meant, meant actual life, things. things real life matter. values <laughs> <laughs> but um Rachel once again brings up that teeth brushing thing and as a sidebar people out there and aid I will tell you that now when I brush my teeth I do sing happy birthday do you see what Maths is doing to me
1: <laughs> corrupting you
0: but um she mentions um you know him you know try to brush her teeth she didn't like that and then something new that we've never heard before was that she mentioned that she doesn't like that he likes to feed her and that she's not a little kid which i thought was weird because in his defense the only examples that they showed were him feeding her wedding cake pretty standard and then feeding her chocolate covered strawberries again Pretty standard. So what is she referring to?
1: Who knows, but she don't like it. (laughs) And
0: I'm like, the more this... And then
1: combined with the toothbrushing, I mean, you're just like, does this man have some sort of oral fixation?
0: Ooh, aid with the hot take. (laughs) (laughs) So Jose's response is that in his vows, he mentioned how he would be a provider... Again, guys, drinking game. This week, it's Provider. You are going to hear that a lot. And it's his way of taking care of her. Rachel says that she's immediately conflicted because on one hand, it sounds like a dream come true. But on the other hand, as someone who values her independence, she wonders what her role in this marriage is going to be. Rachel tells Jose how her dad gave her a piece of advice, saying that if she decides to get married and you know, be a housewife that you never know when he'll wake up he being whoever her husband is and check out and say that he's out, leave her without anything and told her that she should always have her own stuff. She tells Jose that she's never been in a relationship where the man is the provider and it's always been two independent people, so this is going to be an adjustment for her. Jose starts a sentence in the wrong way by saying, as a man. (laughs) <laughs> he wants to be a provider And hopes that she let him in And hopes that it will be a trade off What are your thoughts on this
1: a? I actually thought At this point that that was a good chat
0: Okay Because we're still it on, is... we're
1: still... <laughs> It's a I'm good sorry. idea to get Your values out and what you envision Marriage to be to see if you have The same vision
0: Yes And see if you can meet somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. So Rachel says that, okay, yes, I want you to feel like you're providing, but I also want to contribute as well, which I think is fair. So Rachel, oh, which I think is fair. And that's where they leave the conversation. And then they decide to start their day. Which, on the itinerary that day, and I think which was the plan for all the couples to meet, they were all going to meet by the pool. So we get to the pool.
1: Gil comes in, and Rachel and Jose and Brett and Ryan are already there, and he lets them know that Mirla is working. So she will not be able to join them. It's funny because, you know, obviously all the guys have met each other, and all the women have Mm -hmm. met each other, so then they do the whole, like, Oh, you're married to Mirla. We know Mirla, <laughs> the women do.
0: And Girl, from- do you know that took me a second to clock because when they were saying, "Oh, maybe we know her," I'm thinking, "Oh, they mean in the streets of Houston." I forgot that they no. completely <laughs> <laughs> before. <laughs> then I, I I got it, but I was being slow. But yeah. <laughs> and then they, from that, they deduce from who knows who that Zach
1: and Michaela are also married. Yeah, but that comes a little bit later. So first they sit around and talk about Splitting bathrooms Gil is like Oh Mirla has so much stuff so of course we have to Like use both bathrooms which I'm like What kind of nice vacation spot do you get go- How are you going to complain anyway, th- There's two bathrooms at the resort how nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think because there's two bedrooms Okay So each has their own bathroom In case I think they anticipate You know if there's a fight or something Then you know which makes all the more reason the whole Michaela Zach thing so stupid. But hey, continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rachel talks about her expectations are exceeded. And Gil totally throws those like, oh, he had a long list. And he's like, oh, it's the fact that both of you had these long lists and you're both happy. Wow, that's great. <sighs> then Bao and Johnny come. Introductions. And then... Jose says that he and Johnny have a bromance, which I'm like, oh, I can see that, though. They're both, like, the outgoing, gregarious types.
0: That was news to me. I guess us. <laughs> and then
1: I guess after Bao and Johnny come and people are like, oh, yeah, Zach and Michaela, they're missing. Where are they? Are they together? And, like, it w- in my mind, I was like, remember when Tristan and Mia weren't at, at the honeymoon <laughs> and everybody was like, Where? <laughs> Zach and Michaela have a le- much less scandalous reason, but it was it was a flashback in my mind. So Gil, as prompted by the producers, asked you know who's kissed. Actually, Tang, do you think he was asked by the producers or he came up with that on his own?
0: Oh, I think he did because funny enough, when we speak about Gil and Merlin later, I have a sentence that says um, Gil continues with his producer-led questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So everybody's like, Rachel and Jose are like, we're super affectionate. Brett and Ryan are like, oh, yeah, we're kissing. Bow and Johnny are like, we're kissing. And then Gil is like, well, let's define kissing. Is it like tonsil hockey? And then we get into more details, like, yes, for Jose and Rachel. Yes, for Brett and Ryan. Bow and Johnny don't answer the question. They, like, ask for more definition or something to just, they just didn't answer the question. And then when Brett asks, Gil says, oh, me and Merla haven't kissed on the lips yet. And then Brett says, well, Merla told us before you guys even met that she wasn't going to kiss on the first, like, on the at the wedding. And Brett <laughs> says, you know, she can be particular. <laughs> I actually I'm- really enjoyed the couple in, um, interviews
0: during this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it was good. Well, on one hand I hope that it made Gil feel better that it didn't matter who it was she wasn't gonna kiss nobody mm-hmm. so it's not you think and on the second point that you just made I agree because I actually felt like it was an unofficial unfiltered because Gil felt like an unfiltered host <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, in an interview with Rachel, she said, comparing herself to the Gil and Merla situation, she said, if I was attracted and feeling connected and there was no kissing, she would feel rejected. Agreed. Okay. Gil was there by himself, so he had the opportunity to talk about Merla a lot. So, he talks about how she likes the finer things in life. He tells them how she called this place a retirement home. He's just like she's very vocal and he just handles things a little differently he mentions her tantrums and he says you just have to treat it like a toddler you wait it out and then you feed her and then it's all good
0: (laughs) so now i have a question for you do you think gil was selling merla out
1: it was difficult for me to tell because i think he was being true to who he is as a person in a sense He's just that guy who just puts stuff out there. And he told not a single lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. actually going to go with no. Even though Bao and Johnny, like, Johnny's like, oh, the tantrum thing feels private. And Bao is like, oh, I'd have choice words if my husband said that about me. But um, I don't know. I didn't think it was well done of him. I'll be honest. But he, like I said, no lies.
0: I think it's the person, because I didn't think he was selling her out either, but I think, like you said, his personality, like if Ryan was the one doing it, would be all up in his throat Mm -hmm. and saying that he's selling her out. But Gil isn't saying it, he's saying it good naturedly. He's just saying it like, this is facts, this is it. I mean, I'm not complaining, I'm going to deal with it, but this is just what I think of her. But he's not saying it like, man, I don't like this woman, I don't want to be with this woman, she does this, she does that, she does this. So I think... Him being him makes it not a sellout, but I can understand how some people might think it's a sellout. Yes.
1: Now Gil is still on his producer ask questions, so he's asking, you know, who's had sex? Whatever congratulations we gave this show previously is gone because they're back to their old tricks. do
0: it. If you use the people that's part of a couple, it doesn't change anything, guys. We're smart enough to know <laughs> <laughs> that it's still you. Jeez, trying to be slick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jose says the chemistry is great, but they have no timetable. Brett says it's early. She wants to have an emotional connection. Gil tells us he doesn't believe in love at first sight. He he believes in lust at first sight. And then someone makes a joke about, but married at first sight can definitely happen. And they all laugh. (laughs) And then Bao tells the group how she and Johnny didn't get married at first sight. Once again, Bao is on Johnny's shoulder, totally yep. touching him. Yep. Facts. Bao tells the story once again about how Johnny ghosted her. I feel like at their 50th wedding anniversary, though someone will be given the toast and Bao will get up there to tell us about the time when Johnny ghosted her. She she's gonna dine out on this story for some time. Um <laughs> 60
0: years ago, I texted Johnny, didn't respond. It could have been 60 years now. He's <laughs> let it go. You're here now. <laughs>
1: uh, so they talk about how they're not strangers, but they don't know each other in the, um, what is it? In the biblical sense. That's what I made up for what he said. <laughs> so, <laughs> So they're working on that, and they're working on communication. Then we get to hear Brett talk about how she's nervous about wearing a bathing suit. Um. Johnny is, like, talking about how Bao has a great ass. Uh, Gil has a mirrorless stunt double. It's a volleyball with a face on it. It's his Wilson. And, yeah. How did they end the pool scene? I forgot. Um...
0: Honestly, they were all, like, playing in the pool, wasn't it? I honestly don't remember. It wasn't, like, a definitive end to the scene. They all kind of went their different ways. Someone said, let's get in the pool, and they said, yeah, and then that was it, really.
1: Yeah, they looked like they were having a good time. They had drinks.
0: Yeah, I miss Michaela and Zach. Like, they were there when they asked the sex question. Michaela being over the top, it would have been a different vibe.
1: Very different, but we
0: got what we got. So a couple of things for me. Jose with the AirPods on. Why? Why? Didn't notice at all. I did. That's obnoxious. Why are you putting airpods in you in a group of people? What is your point? And for me, I think um if you guys listen to our Ask Us Anything episodes, someone asked us what we would change about maps, and I think I mentioned something about I'm not quite sure how I feel about this now that the couples can meet each other. I actually think group meets are detrimental. You could be happy in your own lane because you can always see when the vibe changes. And for me, in this pool scene, it was when everyone seeing how Rachel and Jose, how affectionate they were. There was a kind of like, oh, God, we're not on their level. Oh, God, we're not there. Or for Gil, realizing that, yeah, everybody's tonguing down except me. (laughs) So something you might take in stride because you just don't know where others are. And then you start feeling like, oh God, am I behind, am I that? So I think the comparison to me is hurtful rather than helpful. I know they said no one else goes through the struggle, but uh, meet afterwards and talk about it, but not during, it's too much, I think, personally, so.
1: I don't agree because, I, I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I don't agree because this comparison in relationship things is something that people do anyway. Whether it's your friends or your family, people look at their relationship sometimes. Then they look at other people's relationships and they're like, oh, but what are we not doing right? So yeah. it, I don't think that factor has ever really sunk a couple. So that's why I'm like, I don't think it makes like a material difference as to whether the couple works out whether they start playing a comparison game.
0: Not quite, but I think the difference in that is these people are just meeting. So you don't give yourself grace. You're like, well, if they can do it, like now let's say Gil was fine with them not kissing. Like as absurd as it is to someone, you find out that, well, these people don't think strangers are four out of five can be wrong. Like they're kissing, so that's fine. So then you start, I don't know. I feel like... You're right. I think we're agreeing with each other, but also having different points. You're right, but I think it it accelerates because you're already going through so much because they're strangers. That's a very huge piece of the whole puzzle is they're not like cemented couples. They're strangers. So I don't know. Okay. So then this is after the pool, Rachel surprises Jose with fishing. And Jose is genuinely like excited, not excited for the camera. This is Jose is very excited. And we see them get on like a little boat thing. And this is the first time, and it's not the first time, but we actually got a glimpse of a cameraman just right in front of their faces. And I'm like, oh, that's a choice. So Rachel tells him that that's why she wants him to share more about himself so she can pick up on things that he likes. Rachel says that she can't wait to learn how to fish because she's never done it before. And then there's like a tank or something like that, tank looking thing where that has a whole bunch of fish in there. And Jose goes in there and just grabs a fish from there. Like he was just an eager beaver. He's so eager to please Rachel, which is cute and annoying at the same time.
1: (laughs) This is where I'm just like, people can't win. If he wasn't doing anything for her, we call him an
0: asshole. Now he's doing too much for her? Mm. I gave him props. I said it was cute. And then you said it was, said it was, was annoying. annoying. <laughs> yes. Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, um, So then they do fishing, and he's showing her what to do, how to throw the line, and all that good stuff. And Jose did catch a nice-sized fish. I was happy for him because I know he's trying to impress her. So imagine if he came up short. So I was happy that he actually, you know, caught a nice fish and got to impress her and you know did what he had to do so then they go sit at like uh i don't know they were just sitting there well i mean it's produced so they were waiting for this call as far as i'm concerned so they're pretending to talk and then rachel gets a call and she's like oh it's michaela (laughs) like well i'm guessing you guys exchange numbers at the bachelorette party so um and then um Michaela, you know, gives her the rundown, tells them about their decision to um for her to go back to Houston and for Zach to quarantine in Florida. And she tells them that, you know, she wouldn't have made that choice, that she just wants to be with her husband. And, you know, Rachel is with her saying, like, you know, I agree with you, it's kind of tough that if it was her, that she probably wouldn't have gone back that, you know, like Rapunzel with the sheet, she would have been trying to find a way to stay with her husband, that at this point she feels inseparable from Jose and would do everything she can um, to stay with him. I felt like Jose was trying to just insert himself in the conversation. He was just like, yeah, she would. Yeah, she really would. I was like, you just met her, relax, dude. So, but yeah, so then they find out. So I guess now the group knows what happened and Rachel has to disseminate the information. So something all the couples have this episode is they all have like a sunset dinner type situation. So Rachel and Jose are having theirs and Jose asks what being back in Houston would be like. She says, yeah, that she's lived with people, but that's never worked out. Jose says he's wondered if she'll want to live in his house, possibly on his side of town. And Rachel is like, okay, just thinking about that makes her heart race because she feels like it's going to be a like his house type situation versus our house. Once again, Jose tells her that he's a provider. And it's disappointing because, you know, she won't... Oh, sorry. He's not telling her. He's telling us. And it's disappointing because she won't release the reins. Um, for him to provide. But I got confused because in his intro package, wasn't his whole thing that he didn't want a kept woman, like people <laughs> who think they deserve to be kept? He was like, These women these days. So what's the issue, bruh? So Jose is listing all the things that he wants in a house. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was it he wanted? Like something in the roof, a man cave, a pool table. I don't know. And Rachel was like, listen. I just want to pull my weight, and I don't want to be in a situation that I can't afford. I can't afford all these things you want in your house, so it's not important. <laughs> Jose keeps emphasizing that it's us and not just his stuff. It's just like when we pull together and we can afford it, we'll do it. And I, I was gonna ask you what was your thought on this conversation. My first thought is like too early. Can you at least get
1: back to Houston and be in the like, to get into such specifics, that was my first thought. Secondly, it's like, she's not comfortable with this. <laughs> but they're already in like so much that she's probably going to ignore these little warning signs. Um, yeah, I get it. When you buy the house, you're like, why would, you know, you don't have a house. We just went through the same thing with Eric and Virginia. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, why do we have to be making these decisions like right now, having these discussions right now?
0: yeah that's true i think for me i was conflicted because i'm like on one hand i can see the flags like jose or maybe he's just not communicating it right and i understand the his versus her our house but i'm like you've paid up a house you've sold a house sell this one again and get a house <laughs> another one that both of you can live in like i don't know you're so good with finances figure it out I don't think that's too much to ask. But like you said, it is too early. Like, why not if you make it past living in whatever apartment they give you in Houston. And their apartment better be nice because it is Houston. So <laughs> there's fault for choice. They better put them in Midtown and put them in some nice place, but we'll see. I trust you to get all the deets.
1: I will be conducting drive-bys as soon as we see this house.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> get pictures. We'll put it on our Instagram. <laughs> 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 Okay, so um, they make it back. As always, I mean, there's no resolution. We just see that awkward stare, someone nodding, music, and then the end. So (laughs) they make it back um, home, quote-unquote, their room, and they're having dessert. And Jose says he likes to be fed, and she does feed him. And she goes, yeah, I feel like I'm someone's mother. I'm like, okay, Rachel, I don't... You feel like a kid you feel like a mom you can feel like anything doing any situation like just feed the guy (laughs) so this feeding thing is not rachel's jam okay
1: (laughs) she doesn't want to feed anyone and she doesn't want anyone to feed her and i understand this i need jose to understand it and accept it
0: too here's my thought process I totally understand it not being her jam. But it's not like every time... it like Listen, everything is balanced. If you're going out every time to a restaurant and he asks you to feed him, okay, yeah. But every now and then, you're eating dessert you just met because it's cutesy. You are not going to die. Sometimes pick your battles. This is not something you're going to make a... uh, There's going to be way more. But again, I understand. I understand they just met. I have to always remember that. But I'm just like... "Mm." i don't know she's
1: establishing her boundaries early okay think about it this is what the third time in four days she's like maybe i could do once a month but this is too much
0: but this one's the first time that he that he's asked her to feed him (laughs) for her for him not to feed her i can understand that don't put things in my mouth but you feed him one time but if now they're in a couple's dinner and he's like ah feed me okay get his ass (laughs) (laughs) it's times like this where
1: i'm like what has this show done that you and i are sitting here having a conversation about (laughs) about about grown people feeding each other whether or not this is good bad middle oh married (laughs) at first sight you're a show that's for sure
0: honestly now that you put it in my mind i can't put it out that it might be an oral fixation and i do not (laughs) put it past jose to tell this woman you know, do you just put shits and giggles just when a choo-choo train a, a spoon into my mouth? Like, feed me? Well, I don't put it past him. Or do the airplane. <laughs> the <zoo>. uh. <laughs> oh. But anyways, um, so they discuss getting a dog, and this time they're on the same page, and they, you know, go back and forth. Jose already has the kind of dog that he wants. Then Rachel tells us that the most special thing about the night was being able to have serious discussions uh things that she's always wanted to talk about in past relationships but didn't have the guts to so it's time for bed and before they go to bed rachel says she has one more topic that they need to talk about and it's about their finances she's saying hers is a problem and she understands and she needs to grow up for example if she wanted to go to europe and she's like yolo she didn't say yolo i'm saying that but she's like Yolo, she got a credit card and just charged it. And she'll deal with that later, later. And Jose's looking at her with like alarm in his eyes, but he's trying to hide it. <laughs> you can see his head trying to explode. And then he goes, um, he tells us that he sees that it raises a red flag for him. Um, Rachel now continues saying like things like bills and groceries should be 50 50. And he asks her, okay, so how do you want us to handle finances? Rachel says she thinks that they should each have their own account and have a joint account for joint expenses. Jose says, again, starting a sentence from a male perspective as a head of a household. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to receive anything you're saying. She's already told you she's independent. (laughs) Starting (laughs) that way, that they both have a joint account. I was actually going to ask you if you... Understood what was going on. I rewound it, but my brain was fried. So I I don't know. (laughs) Joint
1: finances means so many different things. There's the yours, mine, ours. Then there's the all ours and take what you need out of the hours. She was going for A and he was going for B. But somehow she took that to mean an allowance. And I didn't, that's not what I heard, but you know, that's what she heard. Yes.
0: Yes. Because she says she's shocked and it feels like an allowance. But she just told him, I'm just going to sleep on it. You're smart, lady. It was just, they did too much in day one. There was a I lot know. of serious stuff. Like,
1: Oh, <laughs> but I have a question for you. Yes? So in the beginning of this chat, she was like, I noticed that you were checking your investments. Do you think that he did that on purpose? Like, let, let me show you how much money I have
0: very easy to say yes the same way he showed her the six pack like I'm short but look what I got but I think it's just Jose I honestly think like whether she's there or not that's what he'll do so no I don't think he did that to show how much money he has. I
1: just this whole conversation was so mind-blowing to me. Rachel is terrible with money I mean that's what she kind of told us there's one yeah. thing to be like I don't have a lot of savings but I wanted to go to Europe so I just put it on a credit card and that that part okay and then I'll just pay for it later, and I'm like, so when is later? <laughs> 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 so and then I, I'm I'm this head of household thing, like I get it. It's not a great look, but I can certainly understand if someone's like, I'm really terrible with money, and Jose really likes her, and I know that's probably one of his deal breakers. But he's like, yeah. how can I manage this because I really like her?
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually think that I get it jose's delivery is not the best because he keeps throwing that provider head of household man of the house thing but i also actually think that rachel is being stubborn and i get it because it's what's been instilled in her and there's a fear and it's all valid also but they just need to come to a compromise but you know jose can expect her to give up all control and say no take my money and tell me what to do and what to spend but she also kind of just needs to meet in the middle. Like, how much do you want him to help you with it? But again, they just met three days ago. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But overall, as a couple, they made me happy up until the last conversation. And by the time I heard provider for the hundredth time, <laughs> and I feel like I probably just need to exhale because. I just had the impression that Jose was going to just be bad from the intro package, and I've been holding my breath waiting for it to happen, and I'm like, you know, maybe he's not so bad, so maybe I should just ease into the relationship. And then I'm happy that Rachel is not as timid as they portrayed her to be, because she has been open and upfront about things she doesn't like. She was serious about that, so I expected a very fragile person, so I'm happy.
1: Same, same, yeah. right on to Bao and Johnny so they wake up in the morning and she's wearing her mrs mask and Johnny makes a tells a story if you will about how he thought he heard small animals but it was actually her snoring and Bao (laughs) tells us that she snores and it's a personal insecurity of hers and Johnny is a light sleeper, but he's getting used to it. He's like, I have headphones. For the sake of this relationship, he's gonna stay in that bed. <laughs> Johnny oh, says he Jan wants pain. <laughs> Johnny says he wants to get rid of the body pillow. And she says it might be for his own good because it like muffles the snoring. Johnny talks about how he values sleep, and I was like, I feel you, my brother. I really value sleep.
0: I do not. Okay. I always tell people that sleep is just something I know I'm supposed to do. It's hard for me to nap. Like I can function on very few hours of sleep. It's not that I'm not tired. I just I just can't. And then I'm a very light sleeper and my husband is a snorer. So yeah, dad, dad yeah. So I feel Johnny's pain, except, you know, I know how to function without sleep. <laughs>
1: Function, yes, but I know I'm not operating at my best level if I'm not getting enough sleep.
0: But anyway,
1: (laughs) they get ready to go to the pool and there's a a chat with an interview chat, if you will. He's like, I haven't been working out. So she tells him that she collects bathing suits and that 90% have never seen the light of day. Tane tweeted yesterday that that was something unique about Bao. That's not the word that I would have used. (laughs)
0: That was not the first thing I typed.
1: <laughs> I was like, why is she trying to act like this is like interesting? It's just fucking weird.
0: There was a uh, backspace involved in that. <laughs> I think the first thing I typed was, um, Bao is special, dude. And then I said, I don't know, this could be misconstrued, so let me take that back. That is fucking weird, you're right! <laughs>
1: The fuck? <laughs> oh, then she yeah. talked about how when she used to exercise more she liked the way she looked but she didn't show it off so she bought the bathing suits as practical lingerie and he asked if she wore them around the house and she said yes and it oh. makes more sense in lingerie because hypothetically she could jump into a pool I'm like, but hypothetically, you never actually did, right? You just wandered around your house in a bathing suit.
0: I, it, none of it made sense to me. It was <laughs> even worse when she said, I like the way I look at look in it, but I don't want to show my body to the world. I, I, what? That part I actually did kind of understand. Like, you're wandering around,
1: looking in the mirror, being like, I look good, but you don't really care if anybody else sees it.
0: Uh, no. <sighs> that was uh that was as an- a sidebar it might be unrelated but it made me remember i just read an article that said that in during the pandemic um there's been an increase in eating disorders in men
1: like what kind of eating disorders
0: like uh just All of it, it wasn't like a specific type, just everyone just having like body dysmorphia, anorexia, and just like unhealthy relationship with food. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I thought we all just got fat. And I was like, is that disordered eating? (laughs) Yes. So what do they mean by that? (laughs) So then they have a chat about how he's really lean, but she likes that. Then they talk about how he thinks he looks like Michael Sarah. I wouldn't say he looks like Michael like Michael Sarah is a little bit more bulky. I was confused.
0: Michael he, Sarah is not bulky. Michael not Bulky,
1: Sarah? but more bulky than Johnny.
0: Hmm.
1: He's lanky. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Um, he enjoys like her affirming him and saying how cute he is and how attracted she is. And he's just glad that the physical attraction isn't a one-way street. Then they talk about Conan. <laughs> last- O'Brien, that's his last name. Yes. She's like, I like, Bow says she likes Conan because he owns his lankiness and he's her hall-, hall pass. And Johnny's like, well, if I can watch. And she's like, oh, that was fun. That was real fun.
0: Well, Johnny says she doesn't see the resemblance with Conan O'Brien, but I do. The only difference is the red hair. I could totally see it. <laughs> mm, <laughs> do you see it? Body type, yes.
1: That body type made more sense to me, of, like, the lankiness. But the actual lookalike, no. No.
0: Oh, I see both. I actually think Conan is bulkier, but yeah. And for those uh, I know nobody asked me, but my hall pass is the weekend. Thank you.
1: I don't, I mean, good for you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) Shove it. (laughs) I'm
1: just going to leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) So in a completely unscripted, um, non-promotional value thing, Johnny and Jose meet up at the Belle Isla or whatever this place is called, gift store. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so they talk a little bit more about their bromance. Does Johnny say that Jose is the guy he was trying to be
0: or the other way yes, around? Yes,
1: sir. Yes, he did. And I'm like, but well, why, is- Johnny? I like you more than Jose. You don't need to be like him.
0: Man, human beings, we're complex people.
1: So they look through the women's clothing section and he's supposed to pick something for Bao, but then when we see them leave the women's section, he hadn't actually picked anything for Bao. And then they move to the men's section and he's holding up shirts and he's saying, which one says after dinner, let's get romantic. And Jose's (laughs) like, both. (laughs) So Johnny lets us know That he wants to lay it out there and tell her how he feels and he's willing to receive news that she feels the same way or opposite. So, Johnny's scared that she's not there yet. So he gets back to the room and he's like, I have a surprise for you. I have a gift for you. He gives her the bag. He did find her a shirt. Uh, From what we saw, that was not the best option. I don't know why he picked it. It's also like two sizes too big but i get the sense that bao likes her clothes kind of loose and she's a good sport she puts it she like clowns him about the price tag i'm like you know he didn't pay for this why are you why are you doing this um and she's like you paid full price
0: why did you pay full price and you know we can relate to that because no self-respecting immigrant (laughs) pays full price for nothing (laughs) You press her down every chance you get, even when you know there's no chance. It's just, you know. You walk into that place or you go straight to that clearance section. straight.
1: <laughs> so there's a lot of buildup to this Johnny tell telling Bao how he feels. He tells us that he wants her to know that he's in like, he's nervous, he's not sure how she'll take it. I was like, can you imagine if this was Mirla.
0: <laughs> She'd be like, that's nice. But we just met. Why do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this whole like picnic situation.
1: Um, and I see sand. I was like, see, Merla, they have sand.
0: <laughs> Merlot, I'll tell you it's man made.
1: When Bao sees this, she's, like, truly impressed. She's like, this is above and beyond. She tells him that no man has ever done this for her before. And she's always wanted a picnic. And then he opens up the basket and there's Prosecco. And he remembered that she likes Prosecco. And then Johnny says he would normally not do something like this. And he's like built it into this big moment, and she's like, what are you trying to tell me? And he says a lot of things, but basically says, I really like you, and normally I wouldn't say that, I'm afraid. But four days in, he feels like he can make it work, and he's starting to have real feelings. And then, he, you know, caveats, it's like, you can tell me that you don't like me that much. And then they do this waste of time cliffhanger commercial break. I had no anxiety during this commercial break, by the way. (laughs) Mhm, <laughs> Not even a little bit. I'm like just gonna come back and say the same thing like what what, <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> why are you guys <laughs>
1: doing this, this is, I'm on you, and of course, bow did bow' like the feeling is mutual, so after she tells him the feelings are mutual, he's like, but like sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's cold, and like like he wasn't confident in her feelings, hence why he did this whole thing. And she's like, "But we've known each other for just a few days. Like Bao is eminently practical, and that's why part of the reason why I quite enjoy her. She's like, "You know, we're we're doing good. Um what she we're building right now is stronger than what she's felt in much longer relationships. Like she really reassures him. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to just lay it all out there and tell her that most relationships he goes in without a commitment, and then he tells her about his hundred first dates
0: all i could think about is what is the average if you've been to over 100 first dates how many first dates has the average person had i don't know i wondered about that but i was too lazy to google
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just i mean like is a hundred a lot yes but if you break like johnny's what like 33 if you've been dating since, let's say you were... Let's say you've been seriously, like, dating, dating since you were 21. If you divide yeah. 12 by 100 over... So what? That's like... I don't do math people, so please don't come after me. But what is that? 15 to 20 dates a year? Not even? Ugh.
0: 10? That's a lot of first dates. I'm I just... I'm just... How did you have the energy for that? That's why I need to sleep. That's it's a, a lot. T-
1: it's a ton of first dates. But it's like 10 a year is not... That's like one first date a month. It's it's a lot, but it's not like, unless you yeah. were going on, unless you were one of those people who has like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday s- schedule a
0: week. I mean, good for him. I go on a first date, I get ghosted, or there's no second date. I'm like, oh my god, I'm shutting down. I don't want to date anymore. But he's trucking. You, what is
1: that thing? You gotta kiss a lot of frogs and work. It's true for men too, I guess. Shut um, down the shut down the lips, too. <laughs> but then he explains why he's been on the hundred first dates, which i we heard this yeah. on unfiltered, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's so that you can always like run, that you could always look for something better. This is bow for you. I swear these two are very well matched. She's just like, once again. She tells us if he had just not ghosted me, he could have saved himself (laughs) a lot of dates. Because she's pretty sure that the hundred dates were after they went on their whatever date that they didn't go on.
0: (laughs) You made me laugh. (laughs) She's like, I feel for him. He had to go on a hundred dates.
1: She tells him that he will find things wrong with her. And that she self-sabotaged before and it may not come off well. And all I could think back to was I wanted a Nobel Prize. And I was like, that prediction you made last week is not going to come true. This is a repeated behavior for Val.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he hopes to come out of this that they made the right decision to get married. And Johnny is so happy to be in like... So they talk about moving further with their intimacy, moving from kissing to making out. He's like tongue somewhere in there. She asks about the pillow and he's like, no, she finally replaced the dang pillow. (laughs) This is the official bow replaces the pillow moment, right? Right. She thanks him for the surprise really sweetly. And then she says like snoring is a big thing for her. It's, like, a huge insecurity. She once did this whole camp thing where she didn't sleep for, like, the whole, like, for many, many days because she was so embarrassed about, like, being in in a, like, group space and, like, snoring. And she tells him, like, can you please, basically, can you stop talking about the snoring? That's when I got annoyed with Johnny. (laughs) Because I'm, like, she has just told you it's a huge insecurity. Just shut up about it. (laughs) But instead, he does things. First, he tries to make her feel better about it. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, like, it just seemed like the easy answer is, oh, like, oh, I won't talk about it anymore, and he just overcomplicated it.
0: I'm trying to think. I hope I'm not a terrible person, but I feel like I, I would have reacted the same way Johnny did, which is, oh, I didn't realize that was a big deal for you. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Somebody else will find this strange, like, oh wow, like I just thought I was making fun. Like i it's not like do or die for me, but I find that you, I I realize that you, it's sensitive for you. But yeah, I think he's just shocked, like, oh, this is really is a big deal. And some people get uncomfortable. Again, they don't really know they know each other, but they don't know each other intimately. And it's like, oh wow, what do I do with? this like this bothers her because he's expressed um um concern before about how it seems like little things seems to bother her and I know we can't tell anyone what's little to them or what's big to them but I think he just didn't know how to react in that moment he wasn't sure if she was serious but then realizing that she was serious he was just stuck but I don't know if I'm making excuses because I like him but I feel like that's how I would have reacted
1: he claims that things like this are, and this is where I'm like is this editing or is this what he actually said because he never actually referred to the snoring in this part but he mentions that she throws curves she throws curveballs that kind of for him are like uh I don't I don't get it so they kind of ended on that kind of a little bit negativity but Johnny and Bauer are fine
0: yeah she was crying actually, I mean, I feel like he's taking things in stride. Like, I mean, the bathing suit, we both just said it was fucking weird. He was laughing and then, you know, (laughs) she said other things, the spreadsheet, the things, and he's like, oh my God, like, you know, cool. So I think that's what he means by curveballs. Is like, there's more. I'm like, you thought there wasn't gonna be more? Like, at this point, you should be on guard. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's gonna be more coming, but you're right. They're fine. They'll be okay. I have a friend who is not on board with Johnny and Bob. She's like, they do not give me the feels. I don't know what you guys see. And I'm shocked. And then, of course, this is the episode she's going to watch. And I don't know what it's going to (laughs) do. But
1: You know, everybody on this earth is not tacos. They're not for everyone.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Well... Speaking of everybody in the world, is not for everyone. We move on to Gail and Merla. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get into them, um, we did have a listener let us know, because last episode we were wondering why they left so early and then they made it to La Bella Isla, Isla, whatever it's called, really late. But they let us know that the trip from Miami to where the resort was is three hours. So that kind of gives an explanation to that. So thank you. So, okay, Gail and Marla are having breakfast, and kudos to Marla. She has had the same pajamas since day one. I don't know that I would expect that from Marla, but she's had those red um, lumberjack type uh, pajamas. And she's telling us that marriage is nice so far, not too shabby. Then says, well, actually, it is a little too shabby for me, but don't include that part. Don't say don't include that part to a producer, they're just, you're just begging for that to be (laughs) included in there. So so the Merla complaint train begins as she says that's it to the breakfast and she's poking the croissant and I know it's croissant guys, relax croissant and how there's no protein involved. She gets on the croissant, she gets on the coffee, she gets on the milk. She even has Gil taste it to tell her what kind of milk it is. And then she finds out that it's actually regular milk and she says, nope, she has to have almond milk. And then Gil tells us, you know, my wife is particular and I'm definitely taking mental notes on the things that she likes and the things that she doesn't like, even though the things she doesn't like are definitely longer. And it's something he has to work with day by day.
1: Did you notice that they were the only couple to eat inside because it was too hot outside? Who do you think said it was too hot outside to
0: eat outside? (laughs) Of course, (laughs) Merla. Gil doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, Merla continues crapping on the hotel and how it doesn't feel like a honeymoon and Gil tells us that Merla has a strong personality. Like, she has a nice heart and she has a good personality, but, uh, She's not going to change it for anyone. In this moment, I don't know if anyone's looking as closely as I do. I relaxed on Merla because I saw two books on her nightstand, and one of them happened to be Americana by oh, Chimamanda. Really? Yes, I couldn't get make out the second one. I rewound so many times, I'm like, Tay, why are you doing this? So, but yeah. So, Gil is such a silver lining guy because he says, you know, it makes him feel, like, because she's not changing for anyone, it makes him feel like she's someone that he can trust because she's not fake. I'm like, you know what? Kudos to you, sir. I would not have made that correlation. So,
1: I feel like if it doesn't work out with Gil, it's not going to work out with anybody. To be honest, you're right. I, oh. I just feel like with Gil, like, I'm sorry, if I was him, I would have given up on her already. He, he laughs oh. off a lot of things that I would have been like, why are you so... She's kind of terrible. I don't like to say it because I think I like her, but I
0: still think she's terrible. <laughs> Merla is the roller coaster because there are glimpses. There are glimpses, but it's like, why do you have to do this? Like, I don't know. So Gil keeps asking these questions and asks her, how happy is she on a scale of one to 10? And Merla says, eight. At this point, I wasn't sure if he meant how happy in life or in marriage, but I guess it was marriage because they have this weird conversation about glitz and glamour. And and when they flip the question, Merla is like, I'm sure yours is for sure 10. And Merla says she's looking for the day where he finds something to complain about. And Gil is like, there's nothing to complain about complain about <laughs> it's like i'm on a free <laughs> vacation at a resort so are you there is nothing to complain about and Marla's like no one is always that content gail is like no i'm pretty content <laughs> this actually made me laugh it's like who's gonna outbattle each other the devil and the angel like <laughs> And then he's like, listen, I'm excited about marriage. I'm focused on getting to know you. And Merla was like, wouldn't it be nicer to get to know me on a beach? Gil is like, no. Honestly, the whole conversation was just something else. And then Merla was like, listen, if Gil was in a desert, he'd be grateful for the view. And she's like, but that's a good thing because I'm glad that he's laid back and good natured. And that's where we're different. I'm a whiner <laughs> she's like yes I whine <laughs> listen good on her for being honest but sometimes it's not just being self-aware well how are you okay with this but then she continues and she goes hopefully we don't see Gil explode <laughs> one day. I would actually love to see it
1: I would love to see him just be like I can't I can't like you are too much but I don't think he will
0: Y'all see how A likes to choose violence? First, she wants to see Hurricane K. Now, she wants to see it explode. <laughs> I do, but I don't think he will. Nah, I doubt. Listen, if he does, it has to be like threshold, reached, crossed, done. But I do wonder what Merla thinks her flaws are. Like, She said I'm a whiner, but she didn't say it like, oh, it's something I'd like to work on. She's just like, it's facts. Like, I mean, I'm not going to change that. (laughs) So I wonder what she thinks her flaws are or things she thinks she could work on. So Merla tells Gil that he's making her seem like she's a Debbie Downer. I'm like, uh, you are, are you? (laughs) And then again, Gil waffles and is like, well, I mean, at least you're not a Karen. I'm like, okay, how do we, how do we go from Debbie to Karen? And then (laughs) Merla's like, how dare you? Again, she takes it in stride. Like she's all, you know, jokey with him. And then Gil is like, as long as you don't take it that far, we're good. So at this point, at this, I was wondering why Gil was getting dressed for the pool because he'd mentioned it, but uh, Merla was still in her pajamas. But we find out later that she had to stay behind because um, of work. So they've come back from the pool and they're having their sunset dinner. And Merla asks him for the tea. Like, how did the, the meetup go? And Gil tells how everyone has kissed. And they asked him if he's kissed. And he said he's been tonguing her cheeks. Which just sounds disgusting, to be very honest with you. And, and then Gil says he knows how guys think. And they think that she hasn't kissed him because she doesn't like him. I'm going to pause here, Aid, because I, I, I feel like good on her for her boundaries and all that good stuff. I personally don't think a kiss is a big deal. I mean, I, I in my days, I've kissed strangers, people I know. It's just not a big deal to me. I just don't get being okay marrying a stranger, but I don't understand. Like, if you're really attracted to somebody, what is the big deal about kissing them? Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't put it all together. I, I, hmm,
1: I see both sides. Her explanation is actually pretty good. I think she explains her viewpoint very well. But I'm okay. with you, and the the show is called Married at First Sight.
0: I just I don't know. You're what she
1: not. A, you're Go not ahead. a good candidate. You're not a good candidate if you're like, <laughs> oh, I don't kiss till the third date.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I just I don't know. But hey, so Gil tells her that you know she's entitled to her opinion, but his opinion is he would have kissed those lips. <laughs> That's not an opinion, Gil. That's a want. <laughs> So Marla, like Aid says, tells him that I've never kissed anyone on the first, second, or third date. And then Gil tells us that, hey, we're the last couple that have not kissed. And kissing, physical touch is important to me. And if she's not ready, they're going to have to clear things up. That you can say you like someone all you want, but until you show it, that's when he's going to believe it. Again, Gil asks a lot of questions. So he asked her how many serious relationships she's been in, and Merla says four. She says, he asked her what she's learned from them, and she said she's learned that she's solidified on what she wants and that she's touchy and likes quality time. <laughs> Gil, you can see Gil be like, what? He's <laughs> <It's laughs> like, I haven't seen that. <laughs> So Gil's like, do you believe that you've been touchy with me? And then Merla's like, no, I haven't, because I'm not like that on day one. So she tells us that she wants to make sure that they are building trust and foundation before jumping into intimacy. So he asked her, besides quality time, what other love languages does she have? That was a dumb ass question, because no one needs to tell him that it's <laughs> gifts, because he didn't even finish, and Merla was like, gifts! <laughs> and then Gil says, you know, I love the honesty. And then she doesn't stop there. Merla continues and says, like, oh, her ring needs to be changed. Gil asks her, what if I got you a quilt that I knitted myself? And she's like, what's that?
1: You knit a blanket, you sew a quilt, but it's okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I said that I knitted myself. And she's like, "Uh, what is that? Am I 85? Quite frankly, Aide, I was bored by this conversation. <laughs> I think I was like, why are you like this? I would love a quilt. Anyway, go ahead. It was it was very 60 minutes. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Which, <laughs> <laughs> sidebar, Mindy. Mindy from DC said, like, if a guy went out of his way to make me a quilt, like I would love that gift. But hey. So they get back to the room and Gil has a surprise for her. And hallelujah, she actually seems impressed. He has rose petals and champagne and macaroons. And Gil is actually happy that, you know, she likes it. Gil says the macaroons are, he tasted. I think it was his first time, right? Did you get that impression?
1: I did. I felt like he'd never seen, it's macarons. He'd never seen a macaron before in his life.
0: Well, it was interesting because she was impressed, but, you know, it did not come from him. I mean, he said he listened. Maybe he just told the producer. She said, what's that thing she said she liked? Can we get that? That's probably how he asked for it. Every but he little said couple if- had this dessert business back
1: at the room. So I'm just like, they just happened to get the macaron one. They could have had the tiramisu like Jose and Rachel, but they didn't. So.
0: so Gil says that it tastes like a fancy cookie and it's a representation of her that it's basically a bougie cookie. And Gil asks his 1000 question if she thinks she's high maintenance. And she goes, She doesn't she doesn't believe she is, but they're being playful with each other. And I mean there's some kind of fun there. I can't I can't make out their dynamic. Because I think Merla likes him, but I can't tell. I don't I don't know. So Merla says that it's harder for women to find a man who's willing to commit. But a single 35 year old man who is successful, she assumes that he is, that why is he single? And how many relationships has he had? So Gil says he counts a serious relationship as anything that is six months or more, and he's been in four. And that his last serious relationship was six years ago. And Merla seems very shocked by the fact that it was six years ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I find it so strange, but it's she seems to think like it's indicative of something about him. So Gil and Merla are going on an activity. I'm actually surprised Merla doesn't knock Gil. He's wearing this new trend of dangly earrings, which I kind of like. And he tells her that they're going on a journey, that they are jet skiing to a location to a seaplane. And Merla immediately shuts it down, and she's like, I don't like it, that she has motion sickness. And Gail says Merla is making everything difficult, and she needs to relax. So Merla tells us that she's not happy about the surprise, but she sees that he wants to do it, so she'll try it. I feel like I kind of understand Merla here. I don't think that she was trying to, you know, shoot down his idea. She just genuinely gets sick. Or has motion sickness. But maybe he should have just got her some motion sickness drugs or something. I don't know.
1: I would just say, like, having motion sickness is pretty normal. And it's like, if that was the first thing that she had, like, been hesitant about, that would be one thing. But we have just watched a whole show of her complaining about so many different things. That having one (laughs) legitimate complaint, you just add it to the pile. You're just like, dang, you're really a lot, aren't you?
0: (laughs) Well, do we give her props for at least not saying, nope, I'm not getting on there. For at uh-huh. least saying <laughs> that she'll try it. So, yeah, I don't even know why I asked that question, because I, I it felt like they were just five minutes in, and Gil has his arm around her, but she's all <laughs> stoic and just sitting there, and she's like, I don't like this. I don't feel good. Can we land now? And the pilot hands them puke bags. <laughs> and They land, and that was it. It was very, I don't think Gil got the joy that he was looking forward to. But if I'm being honest, it didn't look fun. It looked fun,
1: but it's not fun if it looks like the person next to you is about to throw up. Like, I would love to do a seaplane.
0: (laughs) So it's nighttime, and Merla is still in the same PJs doing her face routine. And Gil tells us that, you know, they love to joke, and he hopes that, She wants to kiss him. And then there's the whole conversation about lashes and SpongeBob and having three lashes. And it it was very boring. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, come on, do not go into Brett and Ryan territory. But uh, that was it. That's how they ended, you know, their scene. I don't know. What do you think about this couple? Because I still feel it's a fake out. Like, they'll be okay.
1: It is very up in the air. They're, it's By all accounts, they should be doomed. But for some reason, when you see them together, they're not. Mostly because of Gil. <laughs> yes. Because Gil might actually be that accepting and that chill. Like, he might actually be compatible with someone with this level of pickiness.
0: So then, for Married at First Sight, how many dates does that constitute? Because she said she never kissed anyone in... And- the first, second, third, so I'm assuming she does in the fourth or fifth. So, how long equals the fourth or fifth date? Because I just feel I don't know why I'm fixated on the kiss, but I think I just want it because Gil wants it and I want it for him. <laughs> so, I, I wonder how long it's going to be.
1: We got a signal that they managed to come home from the honeymoon without kissing. So, hopefully, that's a fake out and they kiss by the end of the honeymoon. That's got to equal three dates, right? <laughs> Oh, man. But anyways. So they end, and he, like, before he goes to bed, he says, ay, Dios mio. And then it occurred to me that they both speak Spanish, but they never speak Spanish to each other. Same with Rachel and Jose. They both speak Spanish. We never hear them speaking Spanish to each other. Johnny and Bao both speak Vietnamese, but we never get to see them speaking it to each other. And I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. a function of the show partly, but I would love to know, like, what level of them speaking the other language that they know would be happening if they weren't on TV? That's a question I have for the three couples who are bilingual. Can you imagine six out of 10 people on this show are bilingual? How crazy is that?
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. So we move on to our final couple, which is Brett and Ryan. Brett is telling Ryan that it's like he has a new wife because she feels like a million bucks today. Ryan is still in this mystery plane behavior because he says he's looking looking forward to a chill day, but he's trying to let yesterday go and move on. Like, what in the hell? Are you traumatized? So Brett says that she's excited to have their first dinner date. And Ryan asks her when her last first date was. She tells him it was two years ago and it was at a bar. She asks him where he'd take her if he was taking her on a first date. He said he'll take her to the restaurant of his choice where they'd make him feel important even though he's not. And she'd decide if he was a cocky asshole and if there'd be a second date. And then he's all there will be a second date. I don't know. He was saying it all dryly and I'm dozing off and I'm just like where does Ryan get off trying to posed like an asshole like they told us you like the notebook you big cheesecake like why are you trying to create a whole different persona although two things could be true but mm-hmm. okay. so
1: i don't yeah. think he's creating a persona of being an asshole
0: oh you think that? <laughs> four
1: episodes in so, i mean i don't like to assume too early but i'm pretty sure he's an asshole
0: yeah true dad though actually So Brett tells us that in dating, there's always that defining date that lets you know that you really like the person. And she's looking forward to that feeling and having that breakthrough conversation without jokes, where they know who they are as people and what their heart wants, because they haven't done that. And then they head out to the pool. I really loved her bathing suit. After the um, group meetup in the pool, they're having a couple's massage. And Brett says they're getting along effortlessly, but she feels she has to rock the boat more because they've been surface level. I just want to add, like, all this to me is just code for I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, but I'm just gonna do everything I can to make this work. Because she says a lot of things in different ways. hmm So she asks when he'll want to have kids, and he says he'd want to have kids now. Brian changes the subject as she talks about her thoughts because she was talking about how she wanted kids, but she didn't expect to be this age. And she thought about freezing her eggs. But then in the process, she's thinking about, well, why do I really want kids? Like, it was just like a long thought process. But as she was talking about it, that and he just cut her off and just talked about something else saying, like, you know, if we continue the way that we're going, that, you know, we'll get there sooner rather than later. And then Brett is just taken aback. And she's like, there's a time and place. And before this, it's been a while. And she wants to take things slow to make sure there's feelings there. And Ryan is being creepy as far as I'm concerned. Saying, like, you know, he's affectionate. And he knows it's a different subject. But he's a sexual person. And he's saying all this while the masseuse is there. So I'm just... It was awkward
1: <laughs> i'm sure that like you know i if it's a couple's massage and stuff like you know the masseuse is there but they're not really supposed to be acknowledged right <laughs> which is really hella rude now that i say that out loud but okay there's also a camera there what are you talking about <laughs>
0: I mean, I know there's a camera, but in my head, ever since I heard that thing many, many years ago, that after a while you forget the cameras are there, I always exempt them because you just get used to it and they're part of it. But I man, you don't forget someone is pounding on your back and taking <laughs> out the knots. <laughs> because they, they made a point of flashing or panning towards the masseuse or the one with their mask on just to remind us that, hey, they're in here too. But yeah, they're having their sunset dinner and brett says how she she's telling um ryan how she clicks the most with gil and ryan says yeah that he's the type of guy that can make you work with anybody true words ryan so brett asks if he could um if he could do that like make you work with anyone before she finishes ryan is like nope (laughs) and brett is saying like You know, she likes this one-on-one because it will aid in romantic feelings. But then she asks him, why is it a no? Like, what would be a deal-breaker for him? Ryan responds and says that his biggest deal-breaker is if the person didn't want babies because he wants babies. And I think we've touched on this a little bit, Aid, where you mentioned when people say they want babies— What exactly is their plan of action if they have to go through infertility? Like, what does it mean when they say, I want babies? Like, you're going to throw away a spouse?
1: Yeah, and he also had said, like, previously, in his mind, he was going to adopt or somehow become a single father if he, like, wasn't married by a certain age. And, yeah. So, that to me says that he's one of those people who wants to be a parent does not just want to have babies.
0: <laughs> so I was also hoping you had an answer for this. He said he wants 2.75 kids, a boy and a girl. Is that something I'm just not aware of that 2.75 <laughs> 2. adds up to two kids? It's like, I think the average or something. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I'm not smart enough. I'm just going to ask <laughs> what it is i don't know but he says it's a non-negotiable for him so brett says that while single she didn't want to be a single mom but now that she's with someone who wants to be a dad that she's on board with that
1: right that says that like was- a really long ex- her Brett's explanation was kind of long and kind of confusing to me. <laughs> she was like I thought more about like wanting to have kids and I realized I didn't want to be a single parent I wanted to have like a family so I want to have kids with someone it just felt like a really long explanation but maybe she was just trying to like explain her perspective on child rearing I don't know.
0: Quite frankly I still think that she's like fine if she doesn't have kids but she's gonna have kids she's gonna have kids because her husband wants kids. Because what I got out of the first long-winded one was like, oh, I was trying to have kids, but then I'm like, do I really want kids? The, Am I doing it for the right reasons or just a selfish reason? So you knows was...
1: I just have to so say, Ryan... overall, I'm just so
0: thoroughly bored by the two of them. <laughs> I think we're on the same page in that. <laughs> <Just like> a... <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan says he was concerned at first, but glad to hear that she's on board with having kids. Here's my theory in this. I don't think that that was Ryan's biggest deal breaker. Does he want to be a parent? Does he want to have kids? Yes. I think that last episode, if you remember, I don't know what happened besides the mystery plane adventure, but Ryan shut down and Ryan decided in this moment that he's never going to say yes on decision day. (laughs) but he's now picking holes and when she said all that stuff during the massage and said something about kids or whatever he's like aha that is going to be my biggest deal breaker but she threw him for a curve and said oh okay if you want kids I'm on board too and he's like fuck what do I say now that's my theory on that when they talk it's like sometimes it's just not very
1: comfortable like she almost yeah. speaks like in sort of a guarded way whenever she's speaking to him. Yes. Yeah, anyway, yes,
0: she does, which is why it was weird when she said we get along so effortlessly. I'm like, mm, doesn't look that way. So, in so many words, she says that she's falling in like <laughs> that. The more they, this is to him, by the way, not even to us. That the more they spend, the more the attraction grows. And she wonders if she's moving too slow in her girl mind. Aid, what is her girl mind?
1: I don't know. But whatever she's talking about, it's, it's so confusing. I'm like, but
0: this happens every year, though, where I'm
1: like, you're saying things that do not match what I'm seeing.
0: No, it does not. So once she says attraction, Ryan perks up and then it falls when she says, you know, but I need more time. And he tells her, okay, I mean, the attraction is growing for him also, not just physically. And he can't wait to see what happens in three days.
1: (laughs) I also think even though he doesn't like her, he's happy to sleep with her for the duration of this marriage.
0: Absolutely. Hello, Dave. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to a hammock and it's a whole production to get into this hammock. They finally do, and Ryan says, you know, they brought up a lot of topics tonight, and you know, they talked about sex and intimacy, but with that, she hasn't had the dating experience that he has, so it means more to her. I have like a thousand question marks to that statement. Like, what? So He claims that he's understanding and willing to wait, and, uh Brett makes me cringe because she starts thanking him for taking it in stride. And he says he's really here for the right reasons and likes the direction that they're headed. And then they kiss and then thankfully it's all over. (laughs) You said thankfully it's all over. (laughs) Yeah, because like you said, what they're saying doesn't match. Ryan is just like, when can I hit? And he's still saying things like, I'm willing to wait, I'm understanding. But you just told her like, you know, I can't wait to see what happens in three days. So you're just playing a part.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. I I can't I I I never want to see them again. Vac- <laughs> <laughs> Each week I'm just like, get off my screen. And it's not that like they're terrible or they're bad. It's just there's no chemistry. Nothing seems to match. I don't believe either one of them likes the other one. But I give them props for, you know, they're trying.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of secretly hoping that they're one of the couples that calls it quits halfway through the season.
1: (laughs) Because I don't
0: know. No,
1: I can't Uh, remember from the decision day. But that doesn't matter because they all show up to decision day no matter what.
0: Yeah. So we're stuck Uh, with them. We'll see.
1: All right. So, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? Is it Ryan
0: and Brett? (laughs) (laughs) Funny. You know, this was tough for me. I thought about doing a three-way tie and I'm like, I do this all the time, but I'm just going to go with Johnny and Bao. And and I'm going with Johnny and Bao because they gave me the feels. They gave me my PDA, but there was also honesty. Like a lot of the conversations that they had, they tackled like difficult stuff. Not always handled it right, but they did talk about stuff where I felt like they actually got to know each other better. And I didn't give it to Jose and Rachel who you could argue did the same thing because Jose just had way too many providers, way too many head of the household, and I was just like, I can't, in good faith, give them a bouquet.
1: So, you Ade,
0: who has your bouquet this week?
1: It's Johnny and Bao, too. Um, Mainly Johnny for, you know, making a decision that he was going to tell Bao how he feels about her, and he didn't say any weird shit like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. He's just like, at this stage, this is where I am, and it's a good stage. I was really proud of him for that. And I loved her reaction, too. So, yeah. We both gave the same bouquet this week. Uh, Who's your burnt ashes?
0: My burnt ashes is Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Ryan is out. So just seeing him play the part is just gross. So, yeah. (laughs) Who has yours? I hate to do it, but it's Marilla. (laughs) This is an
1: all-expenses-paid trip. I know it's not all fun. There's a TV camera. You're trying to get to know this guy. But you have got to stop complaining. But she's not yeah. because this is who she is. But it's it's just not cute.
0: Yeah, just be grateful. Special shout out to Gil though. Gil really took everything in stride. Like <laughs> MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys, that's it for this week.
1: You guys, we have been like so close to five hundred followers on Instagram for so long. So. <laughs> So, if you've been thinking about following us on Instagram, now is the time. We are Do at Alter- <laughs> we are at m a f s a l t a r c a l l m a f s. We love hearing from you guys on the socials. Go, come find us so we can get to five hundred on Instagram. <laughs>
0: And we're available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. And please give us a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. We hope to see you next week. Bye.